0: You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Could we appreciate Flora who shared very kindly her God experience? Thank you so much. Um, I mean, just among all the wonderful things she said, just all the beautiful things she said, and and Ejiru, because Ejiru kind of was, was it Ejiru that was was like asking her to come to church? Let's appreciate Ejiru. Oh, you know, Edra is a gifted person. God bless him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it does happen when we come to church sometimes that you don't realize the person you're sitting beside has what we call the church face. Well, the church face um, is different from your club face. You know, when you go into a club, you... You... Good morning, go. <laughs> or you go into a club, because you're looking at me like, what do you know about a club? <laughs> when I was younger, I used to watch movies. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just gonna get upset. But um, when you go into church, you put on your spiritual face, a face that looks like internally you're singing a hymn. All right. you know, you you come, but but you don't know where they are coming from. Um, and we live in a in an, an interesting city, in interesting time. So when sometimes we say, please, would you say to the person next, to you X or Y? Just take it that is you're an assignment from God. They may ignore you. This is Lagos, it's okay. So just tell the person next to you hello. <laughs> tell them I will be talking to you in today's service. We do this together. Okay? We do this together. If I just to break the ice, tell them God loves you. And tell them I love you too. Now I know there's a guy who's been wanting to say that all service, like be I just say this today. I sat here by divine. I became the person next to you, not behind you. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's dive in. I've been super excited this weekend. I'm not totally sure why. So I I told someone this morning, just tell me to calm down as I go to preach. So I'm going to try and preach. Um, I'm going to try and preach. Um, I believe today's meeting is a prophetic meeting. Now, there are a bunch of people in our church who are very excited about things like prophecy. Very excited about prophecy. And that's fine. We said our discussion last Sunday about living a great life. We said, if you read out of John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, but I've come that you would have life, and not just ordinary life, but life in abundance. And so we said, if people believe in Jesus Christ, are God, uh, carrying God's presence, nature in their heart, that the guarantee we have is a life that is different from stealing, killing, destroying. Okay? And so we said, however... It's, it's the beginning is important said, from, from John chapter 1 the Bible says in the beginning was the word and we say the fundamental thing to living the great life is building your house on the word and we read out of Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus speaks about two different scenarios and outcomes he says there is a man, two people, they built their houses so building the house was not the issue they went around building the house. He says, but the foundation of one house was sand. The foundation of the other house was a rock. we said, the man who hears what God says and does what God says, that man is building his house or the person's house on the rock. And the other person, Jesus says, great was the fall. He says, built on sand. And we talked about how the word of God, right, was quick, powerful. That's the memory verse for last week. Yes. Um, and, um, just before Wumi comes to recite the memory verse to us uh, because <laughs> do don't, don't, I'm checking your phone now <laughs> um, memory verse was Hebrews 4 and it says the word of God is quick powerful, sharper than the two edges just saw to divine asunder of soul and spirit born and, and married the center of thoughts and intents of the heart of man we said that word of God can be likened to a manual for living alright and we said the word of God is also like a mirror for correction Right? And if you were in church that Sunday morning, I remember her saying how, you know, when women want to uh, beat themselves or get beat up, that they cannot do it, with, they really can do it with. I don't, I don't make up, so I don't know, but when I observe oh God, she likes to do her makeup with a, a mirror in front of her. And that the Word of God is a mirror providing correction, a compass providing direction. And I think we also said, um, Matthew 4, for I think it is where, God, where Jesus says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by the things which God says. Um, on Wednesday, if you were in church, we then taught about how to study the Bible and I think those two messages are on SoundCloud um, so I won't go through it again. Uh, today. And we had a fantastic time at First Friday uh, vigils. We, we, we had a fantastic time uh, there. Um, it was a good time to pray And even if you didn't come, we prayed for you that next time you will come. Um, But we had a great time, and we trust that the blessings and the manifestation of answers will be seen in our lives in Jesus' name. Okay? Um, All the housekeeping done. So the word of God that you plant your life. um, Oh, by the way, if you don't know, my name is Idris. In case we've never met before. It's fine. Um, um, I'm the pastor, Ketika. For church here, the word of God that you build your life on, all right, uh, then begins to do things in your life. One of the scriptures I love a lot is out of Colossians chapter 3 um, and verse 16. He says, Let the word of God dwell richly within you. Okay, Um, it says, uh, In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So what happens is what Jesus begins to describe in John chapter 4 when he's talking to that woman uh, from Samaria where he says, if you drink the water that I'm going to give to you, that it will become in you like um, a spring or a river springing up onto eternal life. So he begins to talk about a place you get to where the word of God, you know, your your experience with God overflows. And I want us to keep that in mind as we talk today. Um, The title of message, if you want one, is Speak Out. Speak Out. Let me tell the person next to you, please speak out. Please speak out. Okay? Our text, Hebrews 11 and verse 3. Hebrews 11 and verse 3. It says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. If you let me, I'll read out of the Amplified Translation. It says, By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the Word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible, okay? Uh, That's in the Amplified Translation. So, uh, words. Words are for framing, number one, for fashioning, for putting in order, and then for equipping for intended purpose. The writer of the book of Hebrews says that God created the world that we see by his words. God created everything that we see by his words. And I think my challenge, my submission to us church this morning is that one of the things God has given us as Christians is the ability to speak into being the life that he has designed for us. The life that he has designed for us. So the Bible says... (laughs) Uh, when God seeks to create the world, it's not an exercise of just might. It's not just Him struggling. He says there is something about what He says, right, that just carries such power and authority. So, you know, preparing for this, I began to ask myself, look, you know, so is it, is it possible that the words that we speak equally have such power? Let me ask the person next to you, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Um, I believe that as we stay with God, I think He describes it. Jesus describes it in in John five. I think I, 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 He talks about His words abiding in us, and we abiding in Him. He says, "You get to a place." where you begin to say certain things and see them happen. It says you will ask certain things. You will just begin to say certain things. And I... As we contemplate what's going to happen, because for me, this is essentially us taking charge with God for the outcomes of our lives. I do not believe that a great life, the life that God has designed for us, should be a surprise. I believe that God has intended that we will come, walk out of a consciousness of what he has prepared for us. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not entered into the hearts of any man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But the Bible says he then reveals those things to us by his spirit. So those things should not be a surprise to you when they happen. So ask the person next to you, what's going to happen to you in 10 years? Where are you going to be in 20 years? If Christ tarries, where are you going to be in 30 years? You know, you are going to get older. I know you've been 18 for the last 20, you know, five years. You've been 21 every single birthday, but you are getting older, my dear. You know, I know your jeans are tighter now. You've bought a, a motorbike and leather jackets. You are now on social media, but you are getting older. I even have an Instagram account, but <laughs> but your life should not take you by surprise. The psalmist says, I think it's a prophet. says He says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Caleb, I'm going to leave my iPhone because my, my iPad is misbehaving. So I need to reference my notes. Um, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So God gives us the ability, like he did or at creation, to be able to say things. Okay, uh, Jesus would say that uh, I have received a command from God. He would say the things which I hear the Father say, those are the things that I also say. And so he's giving us the ability to to say the things that we want. To say, and this comes out of an overflow of the life that you have with God. But to be able to speak with authority. Jesus is constantly, if you look at his life, talking about himself. He's constantly describing what is going to happen to him. In the realm of the spirit, the spiritual realm, words carry power. Jesus says in John chapter 6, He says, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Words carry power. Everything speaks. You know, Bible would say, let all creation speak. In one place, he would say, look, I mean, even if you guys don't praise God, I think it's in Luke, he says, uh, Luke 19, he says, I tell you, if you keep quiet, even the stones will speak out. <laughs> I mean, we're used to, but I mean, we're all Africans. Most of us are Africans, and a couple of you are Americans. And, um, thank you. And we're used to, Uh, African magic <laughs> and we're used to Babalaos, so if you just came back Babalaos are like um... no, but we say native doctors don't help someone who just come back like, if we do, if we do this, like a spiritual but negative spiritual people, you know, and we're used to them saying things you know, and incanting and all that stuff Alright, Proverbs chapter 18. Let's go. He says, a man's, verse 20, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. He says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Will someone say, I speak life? He says that you have two options. You can speak life and you can speak death. You can speak life and you can speak death. In John chapter 12, Jesus says, For I have not spoken of my own authority. He says, But the Father who sent me gave me a command. He says, That which I hear, that, he says, What I should say and what I should speak, what I should say, and what I should speak—why was it important, Jesus? Because words create. When we read from Hebrews earlier, he says words are for framing. We're going to come back to that. He says they are for fashioning. He says they are for putting in order. And the last phrase, I think, he says to—it's almost like to resource. I, so, I remember a couple of years ago, I was much younger. Um, 19, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was 90, I don't know, 97 or 98. And I don't know what had gotten into me, but I then started talking about myself and said, I started joking with my friends. I remember, because this was very vivid. I said, oh, look, you know, you know, when you say, oh, if I was ever going to hit, be hit by a car, that it would have to be a new car, a fine car, and that whole semester, I'd been saying it, you know, just jokingly, I know if a car was to hit me, it has to be a fine car, I'd said it a couple of times. Then I came to Lagos, I came to Lagos one uh, holiday, I, you know, and then I had gone out with my friends, um, ah, I used to go out, I went out with my friends, and um, it was with Fanikaya Day, the uh, they had dropped us, because we had come back very late, and um it dropped us on the road before my auntie's house. And we're all just like stealth movement, we're all trying to step out of the car quietly, you know, no you know, just make sure and then I and I don't know what happened, and I wasn't drunk, I assure you. But literally just out of the blues, I just boom, I'd been hit by a car. So. <laughs> And, you know, of course, people around you, are you okay? Are you okay? Don't stand up. Relax. Are you all right? You know, all the drama. And then my cousins were, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, it has been hit and all that stuff. Once we ascertained that we all agreed that I was alive, there was no blood, it was like, who done it? Who, Who hit us? And there was this slightly, obviously, tipsy lady who was, you know, just very nice accent. I can remember this. Driving a very nice car. They didn't tell me anymore. Nobody had to warn me after that day. <laughs> but it struck me, I mean, even as a young person, I mean, i just, just gotten saved, but it struck me that the things we say, we eventually see. The things we say. and I mean, it, so this is, I mean, I, it, the car was as nice as it comes. And so there was this young man who was saying, if a car is gonna hit me, nice car, nice car, nice car. Where's it just going? Spirit and life. waiting." So as we talk about this life that Jesus says is ours, a great life, the question for us church is what are you saying about your life? You cannot, <laughs> you cannot stay silent. You cannot stay silent. In Psalm 81, in verse 10, he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. He says, Open wide your mouth, and I will feel it. In Luke chapter 21, he says uh, from verse 15 For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or to contradict. And so the sense I get, church, is that God wants to give Follaby. He wants to give Samuel. He wants to give Pam. He wants to give every single one of us things to say about our lives. He wants to give us things to say about our lives. Jesus kept, you know, he kept talking about himself. He kept, you know, telling them who he was. Because everything speaks everything speaks. Let me tell you, neighbor, you can't stay silent. You can't stay silent. You can't stay silent. <laughs> because our mouths were made for more than just eating. I know some of you are foodies, like taste food, special food, blah, blah, blah. But your mouth was made for more than just eating. Uh, let me make this interesting. we come to where some of these guys are. Let me look for a guy next to you and tell them, Chief, your mouth was made for more than kissing. Oh, come on, church. Come on, let's not not do all this. But you and I, not, tell IBK, it's not writing notes. Don't write notes, IBK. (laughs) because all this troubling this young girl who God has given you, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me girl says no I want to leave, say that—that that that is brother, just wait (laughs) because I've been married now, what, 14 years ago and from what I understand, we're going to be married for a long time I can't start all over again, it's a bit late Um, (laughs) trust me when you get married you can kiss from morning till night you can take leave two weeks off work (laughs) so why are you on leave I just want to go home and just just kiss my wife but kissing does not produce life (laughs) hang on, hang on, hang on guys Remo Shatai Because your mouth was made for speaking life. A man that has not spoken about December should not be kissing. That has not spoken about next year. Don't... Oh, I, I'm coming somewhere. Look, next time he says kiss me, you should ask him, what have you said with this mouth? Someone's girlfriend is pinching him. Are you hearing? Are you here? I knew I should not have come to church today. It's a bad Sunday. But You can't stay silent. There are certain things you cannot say, even in jest. There are certain things you should not say. We're talking about how to live a great life. There's a Yoruba phrase that we, it's, uh, I, uh, I, okay, you've entered my message today. We're preaching this together. It's, I, ye, me, temi, bami. <laughs> And you know we heard it in a, in a, one of those nice uh, the, that's one video like this, and so every so often we just say it, you know. But what does it mean? If you help me, church. <laughs> I'm moving to the stage today. What does it mean? Who is me? That guy's a KJV guy. <laughs> that guy's a KJV guy. You read, you have a KJ, you read KJV, my brother. Okay. Do we have any uh, message translation people? I can translate. But it, it, but you know, we can say it in jest, uh, you know, you know, and it sounds nice, and you will laugh about it. But God has given you a factory, an ability to speak. <laughs> a great life should not be a surprise. I, I believe that you can use your mouth to instruct your heart, so you can begin to speak to yourself. Uh, you can use your mouth to instruct your day. You can use your mouth to instruct your feelings. So David will say in the Psalms, not one, not twice. He will say, why are you so downcast, O my soul? So he would say, soul, sit down. And he will begin to speak to his soul. And so the days when you are feeling dark and gloomy, that's not the time to now bring out all this slow music and be playing, and you know, put lock yourself in, and be playing slow music where they're singing. Oh, why did you leave me? You broke my heart. Your, you know, no. You know, I've been so I know how we do it. You know. It's like, oh, rainy day, oh, 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 no, no, no. It's time to use your mouth and speak to your feelings and say you are a child of the living God. Say God lives in you. There is better coming. The best is yet to come. The blood of Jesus was shed on your behalf, Idris. You will make it. You can't stay silent. James says that the tongue sets the whole of destiny on fire. He says how a small member changes the course of a whole thing. Stay with me, church. For some of us, certain words have been spoken over our lives by people who either intentionally or just even jokingly or out of spite or anger will say, they said to someone when you were 18, see your big head. And every time you walk, that's, that's all you keep on hearing. And you're just shaking it. My head is big, it 's too big. Someone they said to you once, "You are too dull and and you know that our parents our parents are really cool people. I mean uh, African parents are dedicated parents, but you know that there's a way sometimes that African parents can touch you know sometimes and just say. <laughs> The challenge is that the African parents you know, were raising children who were Western in their minds. So unlike when they told my father all sorts of unprintable things when he was growing up, he just took it, just said it, uh, African. Unfortunately, his children were, thought they were American. My father said I was foolish. <laughs> and so we took it personal. We are a generation of sensitive people. Some of us can still remember what our father said to us when we came back that afternoon in primary three. He looked me in the eye. But I don't, I don't make little about it because I, I remember... I remember doing badly in an exam and my father loves me. And I know this. He still loves me. Steven sent me a WhatsApp message now. This morning. Happy Sunday. <laughs> I love that man. And one Sunday, one day we had both for some reason. I think it's just God, someone just who had gone to look at a result together. My first year, and I'd done at that year done badly. Oh my goodness! And when we were just calling the result out, I just at the point I said, Jesus. (laughs) I remember getting home that night. My father said to me, "They were calling the result. You're saying Jesus?" You know, African father upset. He said, "Do you think Jesus associates with failures?" He was trying to encourage me. <laughs> oh my God. That thing took years. It took. And uh, I, I know we cannot laugh about it, but someone said something to you. Maybe your first boyfriend. And when he was dumping you. <laughs> ah, God. I'm a troublesome person. Maybe he said. I shouldn't. eh? (laughs) Okay. Maybe he said you're not my type of girl. (laughs) I mean, so there are certain words that have been hanging around your soul, around your heart. And it is funny, but it is true. Because when you're in a quiet moment in your quiet places, those things are the inner voice that you hear. He says, but who can say it when God has not declared? Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you will meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. He says, For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And so the practice of the word and of scripture was that it was meant to be on the mouth of the Israelites. They were meant to be talking about God's word. Speaking about God's word. The Bible would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, it says, I believed and therefore I speak or I spoke. It says, we also believe and therefore we speak. Our faith, the Christian faith, is a speaking faith. Is a speaking faith. We do not keep quiet. I don't even understand. Because when we were younger, they used to teach children to keep quiet. You have this. I know people went to posh schools. My school is have something called a list of noisemakers, and then you look for someone like I saw her in the class. I <laughs> saw her. No, I saw like the one who you keep the list. So I said to the leaders, I said to them that in today's service we are going to have. A notable prophet, and I don't think I found people so excited. Pierre, who is the prophet? Who is the prophet? People at night, ten p.m. ten p.m. Folusha was still buzzing me. Who is the prophet? <laughs> uh, our chief of staff, who me walked with me there. You know when somebody just blocks you in the corner, Pastor? Won't you tell me who this prophet that is coming is? One thing Jesus says: He says that a prophet has no honor or respect in his own hometown so when god says to so you i've given you the ability to speak over your life you're like no get me geo <laughs> get me geo leave me alone no get me the prophet bring a guy in white gown with a bell a red sash some smoke coming out of his hair let him dance around three times let him call my name in a strange way and say josh 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 So you are the resident prophet of your life. You might have missed your ordination, but you are the resident prophet. Look, eh, it's important for people, you say I can come and the prophet can come and depending on how his wave can tell you, oh, IBK, you're going to get a job in, in New York tomorrow. You're going to be X and Y. But he did not speak about your, your marriage. He didn't speak about your health. Speak about your children, and he's not coming back your way, you know. For you know, how many prophetic expounders can you have in one life? But God said, I put something in, he says, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom with which no man shall be able to withstand or gainsay you. But but what happens is that we then keep quiet, we're waiting for others to speak on our behalf. I tell someone, use your mouth, use your mouth. If I tell that guy again, your mouth is made for more. The centurion who Jesus says, I've never seen such great faith." What happened in that instance? The guy says, Jesus, I need you. I need the power of God. I need something to break the hold of the thief who's come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. As they're heading out, he says, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jesus, look, I understand how these things work. Matthew 8, 9, it says, for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. He says I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes and I says to my servant do this and he does it. He says Jesus speak the word only. Oh God. Help me not someone tell them speak the word only. Speak the word only. So a great life The life that God has described for us in his word. The life that he puts desires in our hearts about. Is one that we must begin to speak about. You must have confessions over your life. (laughs) You You must have things that God is prompting you to say over your life. You cannot leave the space over your life vacant. You can't. You can't. Joshua says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. (laughs) So, um, and and someone says, but it is I don't know what to say. Start by saying the things you want to see. At least let's start from there. Because I know that sometimes the things you want to see might not even be, you might not be sure yet, is this what God wants? But at least start saying it. Because what I find happens is that God loves us so much that on the way, he brings correction. Start with what the Bible says about you. What does God's word say about you, Felusha? Have you found yourself? You know, the Bible says about Jesus that he opened the scripture and found where it was written about him there. Have you found yourself in God's word? I warn you, children of God, this word this world can be an interesting place. Just driving on the streets of Lagos on a Monday morning tomorrow, you will know that not all men mean you well. Ha. When you just indicate, or as we say in Lagos, you trafficate. <laughs> you want to move left. That's when everybody's like, what nonsense. This guy is learner. He just came to Lagos. If you see me in Lagos traffic, you won't believe I was the one preaching though. <laughs> I try my best to manifest the fruits of the Spirit. I do my very best. But you, you cannot afford for your life to be an issue of chance. I was saying to them this morning in the prayer meeting how that when Joseph was looking at his life, the earlier episodes of his life, he probably would have said at a point he could have cho- that this life is not going to work out. And so, you know, we're all from different places. But God says, regardless of where you've been, who you are, what you are dealing with, He says you can say things about your life. You, that's why when you open the Bible, you begin to look for where does God speak about me. What does He say about my life? If you're in your twenties, you've not said anything about your marriage, about your. You, you cannot let, I, I would all due respect, you can't let social media tell you, speak over your life for you. I know the number of times in the last couple of weeks that I've had to log out of social media for my own sanity. And the other day I logged back onto Twitter and I was like, ah, I called a friend, I said, this is bloody out here, man. I said, people we were just upset, just swords everywhere, anything, you know, everybody went, president, VP, everybody, just bring, ha ah. Guys, take it easy. It's not that bad. I think it's the World Cup thing that did it for us. I think people just went off after that. But a great life is not an accident. It's one that you're deliberate. I mean, and and guys, I recognize the fact that you will still have to do things. So it's so you would have to align with God. So, for example, you can see this pretty young girl, Okachuku. And start to say, she's my wife, she's my wife. You can say it from now till the rapture happens and come back and say it. She ain't going to be your wife. She's gone. She's taken. Like that's what I mean by gone. Taken, you know. <laughs> and, and so, but, but start from the things that you desire and then God will begin to influence your heart. I tell you what happens with children. Um, this, is, this is my little experience in raising our kids. Is that initially when my kids would say to me, Dad, I want to be a fireman, like, fire what? What are you talking about? No, you're not gonna be a fireman. I'm paying too much salary for you to be too much school fees for you to be a fireman. That's not going happened. And and I want to be, and the kids have then gone through different things, you know. Currently, my son is on this thing, wants to be a footballer. Well, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. I can I can preach on Sunday and manage Monday to Saturday. You know, I can be. But I know what he says, I know the way his mother's eyes. <laughs> his mom is a book person, She, you're not, you're not a footballer. No, 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 no. Scientist, you know, that kind of thing. But what I learned is that from, even from a young age, God begins to put stirrings but the children are inarticulate. They, they don't know how to say the thing they fear. I wanted to be a doctor. But I did not know that it was not medical doctor that God was talking about ah no no I didn't know I want to be a doctor I wanted to go to medical school I had my vision of a hospital I'm telling you at age 15 I said oh my hospital one day a week it will all be free you know but I wouldn't tell them in advance I had those big dreams but I did not realize that the healing that God wanted me to bring to the world was not going to be wearing a white uh, fancy I didn't know that and so when you start to speak it might not all be accurate or it might not sound like Raleigh yet you might not sound like Fulusha yet. You might not sound, but you, you, you just need to begin to give authorance to the things on the inside. In fact, there's a time, and I tell you this, I can be vulnerable. I used to say, one time, there's one time I had this thing going on in me. I was like, I'm going to be president of Nigeria. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> After what I say, you put right to the president. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> you know, I'll be tweeting, I'll be PI or oh, Idris. There's no light in my area. I can't do that. I'll, I, you, I'll, no, I can't. I can't do that. I'll tweet back at you. You know, <laughs> I know. And then one day, one day, I tell you, this, I met this guy, David. Actually, I met him. He was a, was a government person. I said to him. He, he said to me. He introduced himself to me and said, "Oh, you know, my name is David, and I'm going to be president." And I looked at him, age mate, and I said, "You know, this is how I used to introduce myself in a stage of life." But what I realized was that it was just the starings of God in our lives. Now I've been telling you guys. Two years or so of my life, I'm going to be the chaplain to the president. Abi, yes. I've been telling you about that one since, and except and that one still feels it's still consistent in my heart, and I've been saying it. I've been saying it. What is God putting in your heart? What is He putting in your mouth? <sighs> I believe. In fact, the next couple of weeks, because what happens is that sometimes you talk to yourself to prepare yourself for action. You speak to yourself to prepare yourself for action. Go and look at David's life. Before David goes to fight with Goliath, he's had a discussion with Saul where he said, don't worry. What words have you declared over your career? What words have you declared over your health? I think it's Kenneth Hagin or Kenneth Copeland. I can't remember which of them. Would say that if they had known that they would begin to, they would have started speaking over their health. And this guy's in excellent health. When you see 70-year-old, 80-year-old, excellent health. They would tell you how with the use of words that when the Bible says who wants to see long life, if we would refrain from speaking evil of other people. So I tell you, you want to live long, yeah? So that when you're 80, Your your hair is all still together. Or if you think baldness is fashionable, that's fine. You know, you are all young. If you want to check me out when I'm 80, I'm wearing sneakers, I'm bouncing around. Whatever they have on social media at that time, I'm on it. Agile, I remember everybody's name. But let me tell you how you get there. You cannot gossip. You cannot speak evil of people. And you must speak God's words over your life. Caleb will say, look, come. He says, my strength has not abated. He says, the day when God's promise came to me, I'm still as strong as I was then. Ah. You might not know all the fancy words to say yet. But you must speak. Which is why, for me, praying in the Spirit as a Christian is very important. Because I strongly believe that when we pray in the Spirit that one of the things it does for us is that it allows us... I, I said that praying in the Spirit is the most advanced form of autocorrect. You know, sometimes when you're writing and you're typing stuff, and because you're you typing or you just don't know how to spell the word, you write rejoice and you write R-O-J-O, notice thing says no, and it corrects it for you. And sometimes when you begin to speak in the Spirit, what happens is that even, because, even words that you had spoken in a moment of idleness... And you're just praying in the spirit the bible says you are speaking mysteries and you are providing you are, are cancelling some things that you did not know because you know there were times when you were when you were when you were just drunk and you know you were just drunk you know and you were just you shouldn't have been drunk, it's bad and, and then you were just saying all sorts of unprintable things or oh, in a time of sadness you were declaring things over your life that you shouldn't have I'm going to put this together and wrap up Holy Spirit helping me. From Acts chapter 22, verse 24 to 26. This scripture I like a lot because, um, by by the way, next week I think, I think, I think we'll talk about, um, we'll talk about, we'll talk about work. We'll talk about our careers. So Jesus, the CEO, my job, we'll talk about it. Just how, how does greatness, this great life, how does it because I know for us is a big issue, so we'll talk about it, yeah? Um, but but Acts chapter 22. The Bible says Paul was in a spot of bother, as he oftentimes was. It says, and the commander, you know, of the army of, of the soldiers at that time asked that it says the read from verse 24. It says the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that he should be examined under scurging. That word, even the way it sounds, scourging, you don't all know what it means. I I don't really know. But scourging doesn't sound nice. That um, uh, That is under torture. It says, so that he might know why they shouted so against him. So police brutality did not start today. And as they bound him with tongues... Paul said to the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? Verse 26. And when the centurion heard this, he went and told the commander saying, Take care what you do for this man is a Roman. I'll tell you what this is for me. Is that, you know, they've been struggling with Paul's sins. All sorts of things are happening. Paul's just keeping quiet, you know. He's taking it. People have been pushing him around. You know, the crowd has dealt with him a bit. Soldiers have been pushing him. Why did, blah, 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 blah. Just make, You know. I wonder we just have to pray about this whole SARS thing, you know. And then we have to ask God for creative ways to reform the way police people think and behave in our country. Just getting out of hand. Okay. And Paul is not saying anything. And then I think what happens is that maybe Paul begins to see <laughs> the Bible says they didn't bind him. They, they tie him together. Man has not said, Jack. And I think <laughs> Paul then, they began to bring out the canes and stuff they were going to use for Paul. Paul realized that if I don't speak now, I may see my Lord and Master son. The irony is that oftentimes in life we're being stretched out, we are being threatened by all sorts of things, but we don't speak. Some of us are just waiting for God to show up. Imagine what would have happened if Paul just you know stayed there, and like you know, you know, I'm doing this for Christ Jesus, you know. But the Bible says it got to a point Paul could he realized that there was something about his status that he needed to communicate to them. He says, "Um, Excuse, excuse me, sir. He says, is it okay to to torture a Roman citizen? If I read further, the gentleman says, oh my goodness, he says, I didn't know you were a citizen. He says, even my citizenship, I think I had to buy it. Child of God, I don't know what is stretching you. I don't know what uncomfortable situation you are in. I don't know what threatens your sense of confidence about God. About the great life that God is calling you to. Our prayer, my prayer over this last couple of weeks for us has been that everyone who comes, every child of God, every one of us will live a great life. But I realized that you can't live a great life silently. That you have to speak. You have to, you have to say something. And Paul says, I'm a Roman citizen. For someone, I don't know, <laughs> when the last time when you, apart from when you were in church, you know, this, when, when you just stood by yourself and you began to speak over your life, when you spoke to your body, and say, buddy, we're going, we're going a long way. You're going to be healthy. Where you spoke to your mind and say, I'm not losing you, you're not losing me. Where you took God's word and just spoke it over your spirit and over your soul. I don't know where you spoke to the voices that were haunting you from behind, telling them, I don't, you know, that the woman who said you were unintelligent, who says you were dull, But we're not staying silent. I mean, not the person next to you. Tell them, speak out. Uh, No, no, you didn't do it like a prophet. Tell them, prophet, 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 prophet. Prophet, you've got to speak out. Yeah. Let me tell the lady next to you, I I know your lipstick is on your mouth already. (laughs) But you've got to put some of God's word in your lips also. (laughs) Ah, God of mercy. So this is what we will do, church. Uh, we've got an after party. We've got on this side afterwards. Just letting people pray for about 30 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. But we want, we want, we want, I want us to sing, just worship God, and then I want you to speak over your life. All right. Well, we're at the vigil on Friday. My message is done. I'm done. Okay. Well, the vigil on Friday, I kept on getting this sense that there's an interesting thing about when you are in your Father's presence because there's a boldness that comes. You know how when there's a guy oh, I like to tell stories when there's a guy who's been threatening you in school and you can't talk but the day your older brother who is in SS3 comes you stand beside your older brother and you're not telling him As family, what were you saying? What were you saying? You said you would beat me I you look at your brother he said he would beat me you said my head is like coconuts your head you know you just start declaring things boldness you know how if you're out on the streets the guy is threatening you or something, and you run into your house lock the gate and from inside the gate you start shouting at him you can't do anything I will beat you too you are your father's house you are your father's house Maharish and What are we singing? So will I. I trust you. Let's worship. You don't have to stand. If you want to stand, it's fine. The God of creation.